don't snack if you don't need to. You know, some people with blood sugar issues, snacking is important. But for most people, you eat enough protein at your meals, you won't feel the need to snack. Again, snacking, you're just eating mindless. A lot of times it's not good food. Even if it is, a lot of times you're just adding on a bunch of extra food that we don't need. Hey, it's Dr. Huntsman. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone's having a good week so far. Today we're going to go over a diet plan that, you know, it's not really not really a diet plan, more so of an eating plan of one that's sustainable, one that you can stick to. Uh, it's the one that I've used for many patients over the last year or so to help them drop up to 60, 70 pounds even uh, within a few months. This plan is very sustainable, easy to do. Most people tell me they feel like they're eating way more than they normally do, but they're still losing weight. They're still getting lean. So I, I call it the simple seven eating plan. Um, it's one that I came up with based on, on the research that I've done and the things I've learned studying nutrition for the past 15 or so years. So there's, there's seven simple rules that you follow. We don't talk about calories. We, we don't worry about that. We just follow these rules based on what our body needs, what, our body, what we want our body to be comprised of. So let's get into it. The first rule is eat a minimum of one gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight. So what that means is, you know, for me at 5'6", five, 5'7", five, 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 if I'm lying, I should weigh about 150 pounds, um, ideally. And there's a bunch of charts where you can find this. But So for me, that means I should eat 150 grams of protein per day to maintain a good, healthy muscle mass, to maintain my organs and skin and hair and all the things that protein does. I need 150 grams at least. With this rule, it's a minimum of 150 grams for me. So if your ideal body weight's 120, you should eat 120. Now, at a minimum, everyone needs to eat 100 grams of protein per day. The first 60 or 70 grams of protein that we eat is used up by our organs. Then whatever's left over can be used for muscle building. And muscle is the most important tissue in the body as far as longevity goes and, and aging well. So we need to make sure we're maintaining that muscle mass. We need to get enough protein. So that's the first rule. Rule number two goes along with the first one. It is consume at least 30 grams of protein with your first meal. Now, there's a couple reasons we do this. The first thing is it's going to fill you up. So get it so you're not hungry throughout the day. It's also going to stimulate anabolic processes. That means muscle building processes. When we're going through the night, you know, when we go that 12 or so hours that most people go without eating, we start to get what we call catabolic. And that means we're starting to break down muscle tissue. Okay, so we want to stimulate the opposite process with our first meal. Now, this first meal doesn't have to be breakfast. Um, you'll see that with the later rule. But whatever that first meal is, we need at least, at least 30 grams of protein. So what does that look like for me on a typical day? Um, I'll eat three or four eggs with some ham or some sausage. Sometimes if I'm not too hungry, I'll just do a protein shake. Um, and I do always add some fat to my protein as well. I think fat's important when we're having protein. Not many proteins in nature that come without fat, at least on the animal side. So yeah, it's pretty easy to get. Um, I'll often add some cottage cheese to my meal, whatever I'm having, um, to get enough protein. So you want at least 30 grams. I shoot for 40 or 50 for myself. Again, because I have that 150 gram target, I need all my meals to be at least 50 grams of protein. So that's what I shoot for. Rule number three is no eating after dinner. Okay, so the reason we do this, 
most people, if they're eating after dinner, it's going to be junk food. I know I'm guilty of that. If there's cereal in my house, that's going to be my after dinner snack at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And so a lot of times if we're eating something, it's not something good for us. But it also will impact our sleep. When we're sleeping, we don't want to be digesting a big meal. So we want our first meal to be about three or four hours at least before bed. So by having the rule of don't eat after dinner, we, we will improve our sleep as well. If you are hungry after dinner, you know, sometimes it's hard to sleep if you're hungry, then, then go for protein. Go for some fat, even some, you know, almond butter, cheese, things like that. Um, that's what I tend to do. Or I'll eat a couple pickles or something. Or I'll just drink a glass of water. Sometimes we feel like we're hungry after dinner. It's really we just need to drink a little bit more. So that's rule number three, no eating after dinner. Rule number four, we're going to talk about carbs now. This rule is eat less than 100 grams of carbs per day. Now, this rule is flexible, okay? So if you're trying to lose weight, we want to be less than 100 grams. If you're trying to lose a lot of weight or if weight loss is stalling, then we cut that even more. Like right now for me, I'm trying to get lean. I'm eating less than 20 grams of carbs per day. Now, that's hard. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone needs to do that. That is what I'm doing for myself. But if you're trying to lose weight, a good place to start is under 100 grams. Most people are eating 300 grams of carbohydrates per day. That is more than double even what the RDA, you know, the recommended from the government is. Recommended uh, daily allowance from the government is uh, like 130 for most people. And we're eating on average over 300. And most people's carbs are not coming from, you know, sweet potatoes and fruit and things like that. So that's where, you know, on that 100 carbs... You know, it does give you some leeway to maybe have some bread with dinner, you know, have some rice or something, but you want those carbs coming from a good source, more so our fibrous vegetables, a little bit of fruit. You know, I'm not a big fan of eating a lot of fruit, but to have some fruit, you know, the lower carb fruits, the berries and things like that, even some wild rice, which, which is different than, different than normal rice. It's not even really a grain. It's a grass that can be a good, good carb source as well. Quinoa, things like that. So if you're just trying to maintain weight, then what I recommend is that people eat an equal amount of carbs and protein. You know, so for me, if I was trying to maintain weight, I would eat 150 grams of carbs as well. You know, so 150, 150. You know, if someone's trying to gain weight, then we might bump the carbs up a little bit, but we would also bump the protein as well. So if you're trying to gain weight, you take that same, what's your ideal weight? What are you trying to get to? Say I was trying to get to 180. Okay, I'm going to eat 180 grams of protein and maybe 180 grams of carbs. I'd probably go a little less, maybe 150, but you could go one-to-one -one there as well. So one-to-one -one works pretty well for maintaining and if you're trying to gain as long as you're bumping that protein as well. So this isn't saying to go keto. Now, you can. That's what I'm doing right now. I am in ketosis. I'm a big fan of keto. Um, but for some people, that's not sustainable. For women in particular, it can be difficult to be keto for long stretches. So that's why we have the leeway here of the carbs. We just want to make sure we're getting the carbs from the good sources. We still want to stay away from the sugar. We want to limit our refined grains, um, avoid those ultra-processed grains, and just stick with the, the fibrous vegetables and, and some fruit. Rule number five, practice time-restricted eating. So what is time-restricted eating? This, this is what you'll, you'll commonly hear referred to as intermittent fasting, I'm not a big fan of the term intermittent fasting because most of the time that just means they're eating within a window, which is what time-restricted eating is. So you're going to eat within you know, a six or an eight-hour window, which means you're eating you know, two or three meals per day, and that's it. The other thing you want to you practice here as part of this rule is don't snack if you don't need to. 
you know, some people with blood sugar issues, snacking is important, but for most people, you eat enough protein at your meals, you won't feel the need to snack. Again, snacking, you're just eating mindless. A lot of times it's not good food. Even if it is, a lot of times you're just adding on a bunch of extra food that we don't need. And so I try to keep my window. Um, if I do eat breakfast, it's usually around eight o'clock and then I'm done eating by six. So I have about a 10 hour window if I eat breakfast. If I don't eat breakfast, I tend to go about a four hour window. I usually won't eat lunch till about, I guess, five hour window. I'll usually eat lunch about one o'clock and then I eat dinner about six. That's what works for me. Play around with it. For most people, this will be new. Most of us, at least in America, we wake up and eat first thing in the morning and they, and they eat all the way until bed without much break in between. They're snacking or you know, eating constantly. The average person in America eats 17 times per day. So that's just a lot of, lot of food in your mouth. So just stick with your three meals a day. If you got to have your almonds or something, great. Put it with your lunch. You know, if there's something you normally snack on and you just do it because you like it, great. Put it with your meal. What this does is it, it lets our insulin levels drop back down, lets our blood sugar restabilize. So we're not just in that constant state of high blood sugar, high insulin that can cause so many problems. So rule number five, time-restricted eating. Keep your eating within a window and don't be snacking all day. Rule number six, 24-hour fast once per week. So this gets into true fasting where we're skipping a couple meals. We're going basically dinner to dinner. Um, even better if you can start working up to a 36 hour fast where you go a whole day where you're not eating at all during that, that day. Um, you basically go dinner till breakfast, you know, two days later. What this does, this is the fastest way to lower insulin is to fast. So by doing a 24 hour once fast once per week, we're really dropping our insulin, getting, keeping us insulin sensitive. So we're not getting those insulin resistance issues. Um, now you can drink during these fasts. I get asked a lot of times, you know, what about coffee, tea? As long as you're doing your coffee black, um, it shouldn't be a problem. Even with a little cream, probably wouldn't be too much of an issue. I recommend just, just going water if you can. If you're needing to rely on coffee or tea or, you know, caffeine in the morning, that's, that's a sign of an issue that we need to work on. So just stick with water. Sometimes I'll throw a pinch of salt in mine. I've, I've done these fasts for so long that, that I'm so used to it. I don't even think about it. There's, there's days where I just do it because I just, you know, I get busy or I'm just not hungry. So I just skip lunch um, and do a 24-hour fast. Again, check with your doctor. Make sure it's safe for you to fast. But for most people, they should be able to tolerate a 24-hour fast without too much trouble. So try to do that once a week. Um, if you're really trying to lose, lose a bunch of weight, you could do this twice a week. Just make sure you're, you're eating enough protein. Um, it, it's hard to get, you know, on my 24-hour fast days, I, I don't hit my 150 grams of protein goal, but I try to get to 100. So I have a big meal on those days for dinner. And I, I kind of just eat whatever I want for dinner on those days and just really load up on the protein. So rule number six, 24-hour fast once per week. Last rule, this is the rule that everybody likes. Now, this one does have a little bit of variance as well, but the rule is one day per week, eat whatever you want. That's where I think people stumble with, with diet plans is where it becomes not sustainable is because they want to eat their favorite food. They want to eat chips or ice cream or whatever it is that they love. For me, it's pizza. I love pizza. I make great homemade pizza. We have a pizza oven. Uh, my brother owns a pizza restaurant, so pizza is a big deal in our family the last few years. And I'm never going to completely give up pizza. But it's not something I can have all the time. So on the weeks where I'm really like needing some pizza, 
great. I just have a day where I eat whatever I want and I have a pizza night. Now my pizza that I make is, you know, better than, you know, healthier than, you know, your pizza hut and, you know, those, those chain places. Um, you know, mine's water, salt and flour. That's it. You eat sourdough crust a lot of times, but I also have high protein pizzas or I'm going to eat a bunch of protein before I eat that pizza to keep my blood sugar stable. Now we did this over the weekend, you know, after Thanksgiving, we had a pizza night. And so I ate the pizza, made a Thanksgiving pizza. It was great. And I wear continuous glucose monitors. So what I did about an hour before the pizza is I ate 40 grams of steak. I had some elk steak, cooked that up so that my blood sugar was going to be stable. When I ate that pizza, my blood sugar didn't get above 105. And within a couple of hours, I was back down under 100. And by the next morning, I was back down to the 80s where I like to be. So there's ways that you can have your cheat day, but not have it completely wreck you. So there are certain sub rules for the cheat day. Number one, still get your protein for the day. So on my cheat days, I'm still going to try to get 150 grams of protein. That'll, you know, keep me with my protein, which we need, but also it's going to keep me from binging. You know, I'm going to eat some foods I enjoy, but I'm not going to overdo it. And I'm not just going to eat junk just because I can. I'm going to pick and choose what foods I'm going to eat on that day that are really worth it. Okay. So get your protein. And then the other thing goes along with that. Like I talked about with what I did, you know, when I had a pizza night recently, if you're going to eat something carb heavy, eat protein before it. So get 25, 30 grams of protein before you eat that, whatever it is, ice cream, pizza, toast, you know, whatever it's going to be, get your protein first. You'll eat less of what you're going to eat and it'll also keep your blood sugar stable. Okay. So, so on these days where you're eating whatever you want, you just need to make sure you get your protein and use the protein as a tool to keep the blood sugar stable. Now you got to be careful with these days. It can easily turn into a weekend. Okay. So some people, if they're having that issue, I tell them, okay, your cheat day is on Wednesday or your cheat day is on Tuesday, you know, a different day where it's like, okay, you have that day. And then the next day you're back on track because it's, it's easy for people if they're having their cheat day on Friday or Saturday to just let that blend into Sunday. Now, if you're someone who's just maintaining weight, you can maybe get away with that. But again, part of the purpose of this is to limit the, the junk food that we're eating, you know, those foods that aren't as good for us, the ultra processed grains, the sugar, things like that. So we really want to just keep it to occasionally. So just be careful of that. If you're finding yourself on in that trap, maybe don't do the cheat day for a few weeks or, you know, just do it on a different day. If you're trying to lose a bunch of weight, again, you could skip the cheat day and do it every other week. That's what I tend to do when I'm trying to be in ketosis. I may even skip it for a month if I'm really trying to lean down for, for whatever reason. But yeah, this gives you the flexibility to, you know, if you get a craving for food, you can say, okay, I'm just going to have that on Friday and write it down and, and make that and enjoy your food. But it needs to be limited because those are the foods often that get, got us to the state we're in that, that caused our m- metabolic issues in the first place. So we got to look out for it. So that's, that's the rules. Um, I'll recap them real quick. So rule number one, one gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight. Rule number two, at least 30 grams of protein with your first meal. And that importantly should come from animals, animal protein, even dairy, just because of the, uh, the amino acid makeup of those proteins. That's what's really triggering the anabolic state that we want. Rule number three, don't eat after dinner. Rule number four, eat less than 100 grams of carbs per day, varying depending on your goals. Rule number five, time-restricted eating, eat within a window, and don't eat more than three times per day. Rule number six, 
24-hour fast once per week. And then rule number seven, practice a cheat day where you can eat whatever you want. So that'll do it. Um, Like I said, I've had people do really well on this diet. I've seen as much as 65 pounds in three months following this plan. He continues to lose. I fully expect him to hit 100 pounds within, you know, within a year of following this plan. Um, Very sustainable, very easy to do. You don't feel like you're limiting yourself a ton. Notice I didn't mention calories. Um, I didn't even really mention fats. You know, eat the fat that's natural in your meal. Eat the butter that, that you used to cook with. We don't need to be adding a ton of extra fat. We don't need to be counting calories when we're following this plan because what this plan is going to do is going to turn you into a fat burner and a muscle grower, which is what we want. You know, our goal isn't necessarily to get big and jacked, but we want to maintain our muscle mass and build healthy, lean mass and preserve that if we're trying to lose weight. So if you have any questions, reach out to me. Um, You can get me at my email, drhuntsmandc at gmail.com. I'm also going to put a link in the show notes. You know, if you're someone who's like, yeah, I've got some issues I want to work on, it'll take you to a link where you can fill out a short form. I'll go over the form. I'll shoot you back a video going over my recommendations based on what you told me. And then if, you know, if we want to work together after that, I would love to help you out. So uh, look for that in the show notes and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Take Back Your Health with Dr. Richard Huntsman. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. The information provided in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. The content presented here is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical question or before embarking on any new health program.